three weeks in a row, fellas. We back. We just talking episode 31. Isaiah Torian, how y'all doing? I'm good, man. I'm real I'm good. Already, I'm already getting football blues because it's almost over. Hey, I'm right now. I'm right there with you in the offseason, bro. Yeah, I'm good. I have mobility. I can I can walk normal again. Yeah, but I'm just feeling nice. good. Feeling sad about what happened, you know, to last week. But it's okay. I'm gonna be all right. We're gonna power through, and just like a Dallas Cowboys fan would say, we got him next year. Damn, you had that shit loaded. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, before we we start talking about some sports and some cowboy takes, because I mean, I have a couple loaded too. Pause. But <clears throat> before any of that, man, uh, Isaiah was asking. What's some movies that back in the day when you watched them you thought was the coolest shit, and then you rewatch them now and like, man, this shit is ass. T, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Marlon and I had a small discussion. I've been loading up the clip, so I'll let to, you go. Honestly, dude, this is I don't know. I don't know if this is like a, a an unpopular opinion or popular opinion, but dude, any Bruce Lee movie was dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's not real shit, real shit. Like, dude, I, I bought, like, every big Bruce Lee movie. I bought them in a collection, dude, and I watched all of them. And I was, after each and every one, I was like, dude, this shit was just not as good as I remember it being. <laughs> Is it because the English dub over? No, dude, that? it's just not good. It's terrible. Yeah. You don't like the it's... stories? <laughs> no, yeah, dude, I, I, like, they're just bad. <laughs> Yeah, facts. I think I don't Japan know what it is. Like I think a, you just watch things with a different lens. Yeah, facts. I think Japan had a holdover us because I was telling Isaiah, I was like, mine was the Godzilla movies, bro. Like back in the day, I I watched them shits and just be in front of the TV for hours. Yeah, turn them on, bro. You can see his toys. <laughs> like he comes through and tears up the town and does a, a dollar and fifty worth of damage. You know what's model, crazy model though, city too, set that is like. I like I don't know how how big of fans of cinema you guys are, but like, dude, I love. Well, I, I there's some newer movies, like newer films that come out that are good, but I'm a big fan of old old films. And like, dude, Akira Kurosawa is like probably a top five film director all time. Like so, like Rashomon, Sanjuro, like those are some of my favorite Seven Samurai. Those are some of my favorite films in my life. And then you get into like, man, I feel like Bruce Lee films set set them back, dude. Because that was like those were good films. And then you watch that shit that came out like twenty years after Kurosawa dominated Japanese cinema, and it's like, dude, this is awful. Yeah, it's an hour and a half of my life I won't get back watching this stupid shit. But I digress. Isaiah, all you got all new horror films are bad too. Yeah, facts. except for ones that facts. are made by like a like like uh, a twenty four. Like unless it's made by like a twenty four, all all new horror films are just awful. All the all the all the scary like high anxiety scenes in the film or show during the previews before yep. you even go see it yeah so it's yep <clears throat> i'll say that uh beast. i i mean for for t does a little more of deep dives into movies that came out before our time and then than i do i have watched older movies but like to me i think one that i always kind of circle back to a lot is definitely i thought purple rain was one of the fucking coolest movies of all time and i watched that shit like two weeks ago and there's a reason why prince was only in one movie where he was the main character and that shit never happened again that motherfucker in that movie was such a bad actor like who wears a ruffled leather suit and is crouched down on the side of a lake skipping rocks trying to do some manly shit in the most unmanly outfit of all time. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. We're not going to be on Prince's head like that. I know. I know. Prince's the only man who can wear six-inch stilettos and steal your spouse. <laughs> but that scene, will I'll say that scene alone, like, the writers were probably like, 
Yeah, I think that'll work. And nobody, nobody in the table read was like, "Are y'all sure this shit is gonna look good?" Like on screen. But the one, the one scene in that movie that I always think of all the fucking time is whenever Prince's dad just got done whooping his mom's ass, and he was running through the house shouting, trying to find him in the same said suit. And he was like, "Where are you? Where are you, motherfucker?" And him, Prince, 5'4 Prince, getting angry, it's just not believable. I mean, it's, I'm just going to be real with you. That, I'm watching straight out of Compton right now. D- terrible movie. And I was really? telling Marlon as well, never back not, down. Not far. Never, never back down. Never back yes. down is bad. Yeah, it's That's real bad. bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> back Sounds to, uh, yeah, it, it's that shit just was... It came out in the perfect time, so like at the time it was a, a big movie just because everybody started watching UFC, so everybody was starting to get into MMA. So, but if you go back and look at that shit now, it's like, bro, nah. Y'all telling me y'all was having all these house parties, people was doing drugs, smoking with drugs, and doing all that stuff, and y'all was outside fighting, nah. And where did the the whole setup for the final scene come from? What abandoned warehouse has rubber mats on the floor for people to fight? That I'll say any like step up movie, all bad, all of them. <laughs> like, you know what's hilarious though? Like about Never Back Down is if you really think about it, maybe the reason why we find that movie to be so awful now is because let's be frank dude growing up where we grew up in chandler we would go to big house parties we would go to big kickbacks and we were doing all of that wild shit that they were doing in that so we got to see the real thing so when you watch the fake shit you're like this is awful (laughs) that's facts that is facts i've been to big house parties where dudes were getting beat up <laughs> you know, extracurriculars were being consumed. Running from the police was a thing. Like this is all this is all shit that like we have seen and witnessed firsthand. So I guess it's a little different. Yeah, even even then though, bro. Whenever I was like younger, <clears throat> like it was like at the time whenever I was doing that shit, uh, and it came out, I was fi- I was super high on that movie. Now I'm like. Man, not even not even just that. Like, <clears throat> there's there's other movies like Varsity Blues that I'm like, okay, that's that's I I understand all that shit because I lived it. But it, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the the crazy, like the the action they tried to create in the yeah. movie that it's like, bro, y'all, like stop it. Like Isaiah was talking, he was like, homie did like a 360 uh, windmill fucking front kick and stoned homeboy and it's like yeah he probably would have just took you down and beat the shit out of you but hey it like, is what who it would, is like, who yeah, would see that in live action kick. yeah who, <laughs> like if somebody tries to throw that on you in a real fight with re- like a real mma fight with refs they're probably not gonna land it they might fall so they'll end up on the ground and you're probably gonna beat the shit out of them like, and another thing with Varsity Blues, too, like, the lines that he has with his dad. What dad is so obnoxious and oblivious? We need to get focused on the game, okay? You you got a big game playing bank, you know, whoever the fuck. He, and then James Vanderbeek's line, playing football in West Canaan might have been, what did he say? Your dream. But it ain't mine. But yeah. again, again, maybe bro, the opportunity I, of your lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I lived that. That's it's. That's what I'm saying. Is I lived that because that was like my dad was pretty dickish about it. Where he would be like, "Stop bullshitting," but he wasn't that bad. Um, but I've I've seen friends' parents treat them like that, and I'm like, "Hey, trust me." Like high school football shouldn't be this talked about by a fucking fifty year old man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, back in my day when we ran the wing T and the best athlete on the field ran a six five forty, we were tough. We were tough. <laughs> right. Well, like, okay. don't get me talking is I'll say something I'll say something controversial. There's no, nothing worse than parents who try to live vicariously through their kids. Thousand percent. 
Yeah, no, I agree with a you. A thousand. I, I understand you want when like you want to help your kids get better at something that they like, but just I there's also like a you want to go like be a part of it with them too to show them that you care and stuff. But there's yeah. some people that are just so invested and like not even invested they're just living through like their kid obviously don't want to play and they're just in their head dog you need to get your ass out there and play and it's just like bro he doesn't even want to play like the yeah. like in friday night lights when homie said hey get you one of these get, hey, yeah get you one of these that, bro, bro, bro like that's what i'm saying bro there nah, I'm gonna keep that take in my pocket. That might be one of the <laughs> no, movies. Man, let's talk about it. Dude. That <laughs> might be one of the movies too that was actually really good was Friday Night Lights, but more than no, I'll let you it, say your point. No, no, but there's people you how long does this take you, both of you? If I say if I say this, in Chandler right now, there is a gentleman that acts exactly like that. Exactly how he is, his dad, uh, Billingsley's dad was. I, or not Billingsley's dad, but the dude they ran into. I get you one of these. Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, bro, we know multiple people like that, actually. So it's just kind of like, that shit is real life. Like, <coughs> it's real life. And it's it's just crazy yeah. that. Back in 2005, I almost stayed championship. You see that? Yeah. That's the, cra- the crazy thing is, bro, is like, I I've met people from like the surrounding cities that I didn't I wasn't that cool with, mm-hmm. and they'll say like, "Oh shit, I didn't even know you like, like you you played like on the team and stuff." And I was like, "Yeah," because it's not my my personality. Like yeah, no. I'm, I'm 33 years old. Like I'm not like still man. You remember fucking practice that one time? <laughs> like yeah, I knocked you on your ass, brother. Yeah, you remember yeah, so yeah. much, bro. You remember coach such yeah, and such. How that how that work out for you, bud? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Peaking in high school is a scary thing. But I'm a loop all the way back. Fuck that, Isaiah. Yeah. Well, why are you talking down on uh, straight out of Compton, bro? Um. You know, shit didn't go down like that. No, no, there I a agree. A lot of scenes, a lot of I, scenes. You mean? I agree. Talk, we were talking about T before you got on. We were talking about how like the first interaction where they met Snoop and they're in a studio <laughs> full of bloods and Lakeith Stanfield, who's playing Snoop, walks in and goes, "Hey, I'm Snoop D.O.D. G. What's your name, Cuz?" Like, it did not happen that way. And you mean <laughs> to tell me that he randomly walked downstairs and they were playing fucking? The beat for uh, oh my god, they were playing the beat for uh, oh fuck, just move on. (laughs) Yeah, I I I can't remember, but he just walks in and starts one, two, three into the like no no he didn't no the the niggas were writing that shit that's not real, and you mean to tell me that Easy E got jumped by four people in Shug Knight's gang and Shug Knight was just like go home. No, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, you know, a lot of a lot of shows now, that you're selling sensationalism, right? Like, it's, I don't know, man. Do I think a lot of it is dramatized to put, put asses in the seats? Yes, yeah, I do. You want realistic dialogue. Right. I think depth of movies, of retellings of stories, you want actual good depth in the dialogue and, like, that movie was an event whenever Trader Compton was a huge event whenever it came out. Like the soundtrack to it, you know, Ice Cube's son playing him in the movie. Like there was a lot of added aspects. There was a lot of PR involved in the movie, but like you mean to tell me that Easy E squashes beef for Ice Cube by going into a club and Ice Cube had to let him in his section? No, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of that uh like a lot of that film itself. I think that I think like the characters in it had like the real characters in it had a direct hand in its production. Like it wasn't, I would all like, here's what I think. I think they toned down a lot of some of the things that happened in that film. And I think because they would have been considered too graphic too. I think that's where the realism is lost, but you have other like, Directors that don't give a shit or other writers that really don't give a shit. They want their story told how they wrote it, which is like a huge nod to even though Quentin Tarantino does like a play on realistic events, like he, he, I don't believe he tones down anything. 
you know, and that's where you see more gripping cinema is like realistic dialogue in movies, like or even, scenes. Yeah. I think scenes would be <laughs> would be better because obviously, like, like the dialogue could be either or any way, but there's just certain things that I feel like they did to make people look better than they should have, I guess. Yeah. And it's just like I I get it, but like that shit didn't happen like that. Yeah. Like like just like what Isaiah was saying is we were talking about it and it's like, bro, because Snoop went in there and started rapping and Bloods was like, oh, we're gonna let him slide. Yeah, like, we nah, like this. they were we like this certain like, crap like, in nineteen ninety one. There right. There was Dre and Snoop had known each other from it it wasn't really like I get what you're saying, Isaiah, as far as like following the historic timeline it was a little bit off but it was still it was just, it was a solid movie for it what solid. it was like i knew i knew they like they changed stuff and stuff had to be changed and whatnot mm-hmm. uh but i mean i liked it i just knew what was real and what really wasn't yeah. but i mean it was pretty accurate for like that like how it all turned out yeah as far as like cube leaving uh, yeah. then dre leaving and all that shit like yeah that, that getting different. aids randomly <laughs> yeah having like six white blood cells yeah. uh but anyway <laughs> anyways no, like the worst one is the uh notorious the the biggie story anthony mackin playing tupac <laughs> and every time yeah, that man. biggie cheated on faith all he had to do was beatbox to get her back what boom, boom, boom. <laughs> what <laughs> and my last one tokyo drift not a good movie man hey I'm not going to lie to you. You can't nah, put Mike it. Winchell in that scene. No. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> she just admiring my ride. But my ride. <laughs> I, I think Tokyo Drift was, nah, it was bad. I, I'm not even finna sit here and act like it. Uh, that's that's where, I don't know. That They just threw that shit in there and realized, like, man, we fucked up. <laughs> Let's bring the OG cast back. Yeah. Let's rewrite <laughs> the next seven movies to get this all to work all in one at the same time. To where, randomly, you have a muscle car in the middle of Tokyo doing a drift race with a country dude from Texas. Goddamn right. Because he's, <laughs> dr- he's the drift king he's, now. He's DK. Donkey he's call. Yeah, wait, wait, Donkey Kong. <laughs> you know, like oh, I forgot that one was in there too. Yeah, oh, man, driving yeah. a Nissan Cube, man. Yeah, you're damn right. He was stunting. He was stunting for real. The whole nah. Nissan Cube, man, man, that's crazy. The well, fellas, obviously, me and Isaiah's squad lost last weekend, and it was pretty, it's pretty hurting, but uh. If y'all watch any of the division around what y'all think about it um like or not watch it but are y'all ready to watch the division around and who do y'all have winning the usual suspects more than likely um i think there was a lot of not necessarily upsets but shocking uh st- shocking scores for the games that happened uh last tell week, them. for sure tell them uh, pastor isaiah um, I definitely think like the Eagles are. Man, about to... We knew no, we knew what time it was with the Eagles. Stop it. I think Tell that, talk I, to I, them. Pretendo for sure. I, yeah. I think I think the Cleveland Browns losing as bad as they lost. Like we knew Joe Flacco was gonna throw some picks, or at least one. <laughs> he if people if you betted last week on Joe Flacco's one and a half interceptions, you won. You won. You won your money. I'll put it to you that way. And the money line probably wasn't crazy for that. The betting ons were good. So at least Homie you came out with something. He threw what, two pick sixes? Two pick sixes. Um, and really, the Houston Texans, like, putting up that kind of a score. Like, in the Cleveland Browns have a top five defense. So that at was, home. Yeah, at home. And that was incredibly surprising to me. Um, and really, the Bucks, man. Can we just talk about the Bucks, bro? I mean, they're bro. dog, dude. Yeah. Baker's out there shaking Paul Hawes. Is, but is, is he cooking? Is, well, he is. He is, is he but cooking? it's this, bro. It's it's so hard. Tampa has had a good structure since Jameis was there. Yeah, With and the Arians, when, man. Yeah, when, they yeah, really when they lost a lot. When they had TB, they won Super Bowl. It's almost the exact same fucking team. So you put a competent quarterback in there with Baker, and they look solid at times. Now I ain't gonna say they're gonna. I mean. 
I think they have a very winnable game against Detroit because you never – the thing with Detroit is you don't know what Jared Goff is coming. Yeah, I will say that. And that was a, that was the most entertaining game. That was a – that wasn't a runaway. You know, it wasn't a boring playoff game. That was a very exciting playoff game overall to watch. I mean, it came down to a couple of plays. Um, the, the Detroit Lions, man, if they shore up things defensively. They're secondary. Yeah, their corner play actually, I'd say, because yeah. Brian Branch was a good find. Yeah, extremely good find. He was one of those like sleeper picks that we can talk about, like as far as people that surprised us. He's just been battling injuries, but if they do something in that secondary, man, we might talk. We might be talking about the Detroit Lions possibly going to the Super Bowl, possibly winning it. I don't know necessarily winning the whole thing but can they make it to the dance with their team absolutely and it's in dan campbell this is the longest tenure that he's had as a head coach ever this is what his fourth year in the on the team i believe third or fourth year i think it's his third season third season so every year he's improved i mean they started out with like a terrible record but he had like nothing nothing on the defense it took him a few years to establish his culture his type of uh gambler mentality when it comes to being a head coach um and he's got a solid squad around him and people that believe in him so as a team they can they can make some noise man and we can have the conversation of like man if you put some good pieces around jared goff he's gonna he's gonna win you football games he's going to be a good quarterback he's you know there's clearly there's tiers of quarterbacks in the nfl and i think he's not too far off from the second tier if I think not, he's I think he's Russell Wilson when he was with Seattle. I can yeah, I can definitely see that. And the man, the the boys, <clears throat> the boys look bad. That's what I've been waiting on, man. The boys That's what I've been bad. waiting on. I don't yeah. know what the hell happened. Dak and CD were extremely off. I don't think that they didn't see anything that they haven't seen before from like defensively. You know what I mean? But they and I always knew their corners. They gamble. Their corners gamble a lot. They're also dog shit, but yeah. And so they can't. In a nutshell, they can't really cover. They just gamble, and that's how they were able to generate turnovers. But the one thing that I was truly surprised on was their uh, their pass rush. The pass rush was not generating any kind of pressure at all. I mean, almost zero, almost zero. So that was an aspect that definitely threw me off. You you want me to tell you? why this happens to Cowboys fans year in and year out. They did boys. The Cowboys, the Cowboys are, were the, yeah, the Cowboys were the exact same team. Almost. It was a lot of differences, but they were the the NFC version of the Steelers. They ran through their division. The Steelers were what five and one. And I think so were the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. They had a soft ass schedule. And when they played good teams, they majority lost. of the time they lost and the thing is is everyone thought that buffalo was going to beat the steelers they did and then you watch the cowboys and the packers and you see that the cowboys even though they were the two seed they were actually average the entire time and they played somebody who game planned for their strengths and that was it and it was like oh shit we don't have nothing else in this they they were doing stuff like pulling a guard they would double Micah on the front side. They would pull a guard. So when Micah broke through the double team, there's already somebody else there. And that's all you're going to throw at us is Micah. Like if Micah is not it, then it's it's all bad if he's not great. And then on offense, Dak has not changed. Everyone always says, look at his numbers for the regular season. And But he's the same quarterback. He is going to stare down his number one receiver, and he's going to throw the ball to the other team. Yep. And generating they 17 think, targets for yeah, CD is insane. Yeah, they, they think that because he goes through in a bad division and he has killer numbers, they say, they think in their head that when he plays above average talent, that he's going to continue to play that way. But at this point in his career, we know who Dak is. Dak is not going to get to the playoffs and play any better. He's probably going to continue to play worse. At this point, and usually in a young quarterback or quarterback's career, they have started winning playoff games. 
and Dak make adjustments. Hasn't. Yeah, yeah, and start making and he, adjustments. Yeah, everyone will blame Mitch. Uh, um, what's his name? Mike. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. is gonna blame him, bro. You're you have Micah. If you block him, y'all are trash. And then Dak is is he? They're bad. They were down twenty one zero before any anybody knew what happened. Like they haven't improved. They're, like you said, Isaiah, their secondary is still trash. Their so if your core is extremely depleted, that's what helped yeah, Green Bay's you, run game. Yeah, and if you block Micah Parsons, if you can block Micah Parsons, which is a, a tall te- like a hard thing to do, but you beat the shit out of them. It's not like that's what that's what San Francisco did. Like they, San Francisco never does anything crazy against Dallas. They just Trent Williams blocks Micah Parsons and that's it. You know what's funny is they totally changed the way Micah Parsons played football this year where they made him a hand-in-the-ground edge rusher every play, yep. where when the defense was most effective, they moved him around. Yeah. He yeah, wasn't just an edge sides. rusher, dude. He was he – They would put him in everywhere. coverage. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, a lot of stuff. You be, your defense becomes extremely predictable if you're going to send him on, a, on an edge rush every play. It's because they were you trying know? to win him defense player of the year. Well, how'd that turn out? <laughs> right. Yeah. He might win it. He might win no, it. He's okay. Miles, <laughs> Miles Garrett is going to win it. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. Yeah. And the, I mean, the, the scores were, were were most surprising. Like the Eagles basically just absolutely shitting a brick. AJ Brown's probably gone. The Diva, the Diva receiver is, is back. A fucking whiny bitch, dude. Yeah. Like the Diva receiver is back. We haven't had this in such a long time. We should, <laughs> we should be excited. We have Diva receivers again. I You're love right. it. I love it. I even lie. I didn't watch one snap of the Eagles and uh, Bucks game because I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But what can y'all explain it to me who didn't watch it and don't even give a fuck? Um, I would. I know say Jason Kelsey. I know Jason Kelsey uh, retired, retired. But did did AJ Brown? Who went crazy? AJ Brown didn't play. Um, yeah, I knee, knew he was hurt. Dude, dude his knee. I mean, Devontae Smith has just always been the quiet. I'm gonna go to work and I'm gonna do my job type of guy. He had a really good game, but on the Buck side of the ball, man, it's just one. They first they forced the turnovers that they needed to force. Um, not none only of the that, other Eagles receivers stepped up either. Like no. Like Dallas Goddard had four catches on six targets. Julio had three catches for 22 yards. And DeAndre Swift was the second leading receiver in yards and catches outside of Devontae Smith. So, and they just abandoned the run game completely. They had 15 total attempts in the run game. Total. Which has been the Eagles' bread and butter all season. Yeah. Yep. And, and Jalen Hurts only got sacked three times. So a lot of that had to do with like, you know, you you lose you lose fumbles, you know the and as far as the Bucks go, like defensively, why Baker looks so good is for one, the Eagles secondary, the and losing, two which has been good, bad all year. Too. Yeah, yeah, losing it has been bad. losing T.J. Edwards. They in the playoffs, you lose a good linebacker core that hurts you. Your pass rush. They basically said that like. Who is it? Jalen Carter. I think it's Jalen Carter. They're like, he's fat. He's out of shape. He's not working hard. So he's not clogging anything. You know, Rashad White had 18 carries for 72 yards, which is serviceable. Basically puts you in a position to have third and shorts all the time, and then you convert them. Baker threw the ball 36 times for 336. He was 22 of 36, had three touchdowns. Like, just went ahead and had a fucking game, dude. And what helps that out, what helps that out is – he was feeding his tight end. His tight end was what intermediate. He's not running thirty yards down the field. He's running ten to fifteen. There's and the Eagles ran a zone all game basically. They never really shored up and manned up. He just so found the open spots, man. Finding the, the fucking Jason Witten special, baby. Just find the <laughs> open spot, and I'm gonna give you the ball. You know that in in that game too. Like the Eagles, they were they were on a sinking ship. After they went ten and one, and they started losing games, this it started to, the decline started to happen. Um, Nick Sirianni couldn't get the guys rallied around him. AJ Brown's fucking yelling and cussing at Jalen Hurts, but then you don't play in a in a playoff game because your knee is sore. Like he could have went. I think he got cleared by the team doctors, but he didn't feel a hundred percent the day of, so he decided not to play. So he was a game time scratch. 
So with all of that being considered, like you're one of the top receivers in the league and you're mad about how the season and the trajectory of which it's going, so you just don't play. You know, yeah, right. it, in the Steelers game, Moreland is just turnovers. Early turnovers is what killed Jaw. But well, the Eagles turn- will not be the same <laughs> franchise next year. No, no. They're, I think they're on the downward uh, spiral. The Steelers, I knew what time it was. I Like, we – that was the, the first good defense that Mason faced. Yeah. And he's still in this. In after that first quarter, he did impress me. After that, but yeah. I mean, his that that interception in the in the end zone Kill. was really costly. Killer and then, drive, yeah. uh, was was it Pickens fumble? Pickens fumble in their in their territory. That it, that was pretty much the game. Yeah. So it was cool. I mean, it was it was a good deal. Like we we were closer than I thought. I thought like 21-0, I was like, oh, this shit's about to get ugly. Fl- and we, yeah, and then we ended up, we were like, it was 17-24 and 24 at one point. I was like, hey, if we can get a stop, and I think we actually did get a stop, we just didn't do anything with it on offense, but yeah. um, we, and, we gave ourselves a chance. And surprisingly, I think to everybody, Josh Allen didn't throw a pick. That's that's uh, why I fucking hate that son of a bitch. It's he, bro. He puts on a fucking Superman cape every time he plays Pittsburgh, and it's it's one thing that I was I was sitting at home just watching it, and I was like, we've done this almost every year when we don't have two corners that can man man cover. We will sit in a zone, and le- and if TJ Watt's not playing and there's no pressure. We will let a quarterback sit there and just kill us. Tom Brady did it in the playoffs. We let fucking Blake Bortles do it in the playoffs. Oh god! It's just yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, so, and, uh, and also too, if he's running the ball like that, like he's going to be extremely hard to stop, especially because you know, on, fuck him. On the twitters, there's a conspiracy <laughs> going on that Josh Allen does a lot of fake sliding, and that's why. Defenses hold up and it's, everything like it's, that. I, I also seen that, and he kind of does. But you, as as a defender, there's nothing you can do. Who gives because, a shit? Take the penalty. Yeah. Well, him. we did, we did, and then it, they oh. scored off of it, and they that's when they went up thirty-one to seventeen because, um, like Miles Jack, made, like made sure he he was sliding, and he like kind of flopped on him, and they threw they threw a flag. Yeah, he's his name, bro. If you. Remember, we we seen Joe Flacco, homeboy, hit him as he Pico was sliding. Alonzo, and did, you're damn right. No, 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 no. That one was. I'm talking about la, like last week, like last oh, weekend. I uh, didn't catch that one. Uh, no. Yeah, the in the Texans game. Yeah, Joe Flacco was sliding and he got homeboy hit him and then did the spin rooney on his back. Oh and yeah, that like, one I did see. Yeah, that. they were like, oh yeah, I don't know what happened, but then Josh Allen gets like kind of belly landed on and they're throwing every flag in the stadium it's his name is going to do it i've i've said it i've had my twitter uh tangent about how the nfl now is more worried about selling tickets and they're going to make sure that the big names are Protective. going to be there so for you to be able to compete in the playoffs and get the calls that you want not only do you need to have a home game but you also have to have a quarterback who is of that par. So the only other people that can beat said quarterbacks, unless you just beat the shit out of them, are your Herb Dogs, which he doesn't get a lot of calls either, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Your Trevor Lawrence's, your fucking Pat Mahomes, Dak gets calls, Josh Allen's, like those guys, if you breathe on them, they're throwing flags. So, yeah, it's uh, – like, get all Josh Allen, goddammit. I don't I don't want to be on this fucking Tony Romo and Chris Collinsworth glazing him up and shit. <laughs> fuck Josh Allen. Hey, I, yeah, fuck him. I, I mean, but I, I do want them to beat the Chiefs today or tomorrow. Said, sorry. All that being said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Texans, the Texans, and the uh, Ravens, Ravens, and then I think the Niners, and the Packers, and the Packers the get the Ravens, yeah. dude. I think they can, bro. I think well, this is they're solid. Well, I think right now the Ravens are in a very good position to. I mean, they lost some early games, but since then they've been on a fucking tear. And if Lamar is actually sitting back and throwing the ball to open receivers, bro, that's what's scary. Zay Zay Flowers, we I mean, I think some people kind of knew, but he kind of you know he came out of a not a hyped up as a program going to Boston College. 
But Zay Flowers is gonna be a problem, man. I think he's yeah. gonna be really good. I think that that uh, that duo is gonna be great. Not only that, but who knew that losing Mark Andrews and getting the backup? Well, Isaiah Likely's been there for two years, but getting him and the numbers that he's putting up and what we're able to see him do, like they're they might have to be in a position to where they pay that man. I mean, as a solid one-two tight end punch with him whenever Mark Andrews does come back. And there's talks that Mark Andrews might play this week, but I think as a team, it helped Lamar out because Lamar's safety valve has always been Mark Andrews, no matter what. And now he's actually starting to spread the ball around the field a lot more. Definitely since, you know, probably week 10, he's been able to throw. And they've had some some tighter games, you know, after week 10. But, like, they've hit the ground running in the last couple of weeks of the season. They had a week off to rest. Who knows what's going to happen? Now in the Texans, too, they got a very good, almost no-name defense. The, the best player that we can point out on that team is the rookie, Will Anderson. So – Outside of him, you're just like, D'Amico Ryans is a good coach. He's shown that. Just kind of got to see what happens. I mean, because where Lamar struggles the most is being In covered. AFC and North. AFC, AFC North. <laughs> and if his, if his safety valve is covered and the pocket is collapsing and he can't step up and you have an athletic enough linebacker to spy on him, he's going to struggle. So, that I mean, let's see what that they do. Zones. I'll I'll say this, and I'm just saying it because I said it against Dak, and I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. Lamar has to come out and play. He has to come out and perform. If he doesn't, then, I I mean, he's going to be in the same tier as Dak to me because he's been in the league for how many years, and he has one playoff win? Yeah. He won an MVP, man. Like, he's got the talent around him. Everybody's saying that there's no excuse now. I don't – if they if they come out and get their blo- their doors blown off, at what point do you say – well, shit, maybe it's not the receivers and the talent that he needs around him or the, the offensive uh, style of play or anything, and then you have to start pointing the finger at Lamar. That, now, that's what I'm saying if they lose. Uh, they looked real good down the stretch. They have a really good defense. And if Lamar is, uh, like, if he's finna be that dude and he's fit, he's trying to be put on the pedestal with Pat Mahomes, which I think that would be a killer AFC championship, just saying – Lamar versus Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. like if that's what's gonna happen, like by all means he's gonna light it up, and I'm I'm happy for the kid and, and shit like that. But he's got to. If he really? don't, I don't want to hear nobody say like, "Oh, Lamar is this and this and that." Like, nah, bro, you can't talk him up if he loses, but then talk down on Dak. I'm keep it you know, being. No, I agree but, with you. And him yeah. battling some injuries, you know. Man, fuck him. After no, I'm playing. <laughs> well, I think he, he if he wins. There's not a doubt in my mind that he's winning MVP. If he wins today, he'll win the MVP. Brock Purdy had a chance, struggled down the stretch. Nah, he's winning the MVP, my guy. Even yeah. if they, they – like, low-key, he could come out and lose today, and they're still going to give him the MVP. I agree. All right. That's that's just how I feel. But well, who's some of the sleeper uh, players this past year that impressed you? Like, for me, I'm going to come out and say it, Puka Nakua – that was gonna be mine. I ain't yeah. front. Him, <laughs> rookie, him, rookie of the year easily. Man, man, yeah. I, I don't I even did think not that's close. No, and it's even not. showing out in the and even though they lost, like this man had nine catches for 181 yards, and his yeah. longest reception was 50. So and, take away that and, 50. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. And they held him at the end. So yeah. like he's he he's very. He he popped on. I I don't know, man. They're he was on nobody's radar until about week three or four because everybody thought, oh, it's a fluke. He doesn't have anybody else to throw to. So yeah. he's going to th- find his one guy like Matt Stafford always does. And, yeah, he had some games where he didn't produce as much, but throughout the entire course of the season, you you got you to gotta give it up to Puka Nakua a thousand percent. I think him – Coming out the gates was insane. I don't think anybody came close to seeing that happen. I, agree. I mean, there's some there's some other people as well. I think, you know, to me, I mean, maybe I'm just biased because he's on my you team. Are. But Devon Achan, whenever he was nah, he, healthy and was playing really good production, it's going to be scary to see if he has a full season 
as the lead back because I don't know if our team is going to move on from Raheem Mostert or not. But true. And I, right now, it, there's kind of a shift to having a two-back system and two really solid backs going on. So who who knows what's going to happen? That's true. One one person that I knew would have a uh, a solid year, pro, uh, possibly, but he did overattain. For me, uh, I'd say uh, George Pickens. I didn't know how good the kid was going to be this year. He showed that he could be a one receiver. Yeah. Uh, and then let me think real quick. Shit. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk was a, like, I've known had the kid was super talented, but he came out, especially earlier this year, he was dominating. Yeah. It was like people weren't even talking about Debo no more. He was, he cooked yeah. the shit out of Pittsburgh. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. And I mean, especially reflecting on the season too, like, I remember Sam Laporta's name getting called to the draft. Didn't know who the fuck he was, but I mean, homie, homie had an incredible rookie season as a tight end. Incredible rookie season. You know, there was other tight ends that went higher than him in the draft that I was. I thought that they were going to be a lot better. Like Michael Mayer didn't even come. Didn't even sniff the numbers <laughs> that Laporta put up. Like he's. Yeah. If he continues to be on this stride, he's going to be a really good tight end for years to come. And then like Brian Branch, he was yeah. the best. And then Dalton Kincaid played really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when Dawson Knox was out. Um, James Cook as well. You see what happens yeah. when they give this thing to the ball? Off. Well, that's yeah, what happened. Took him in fantasy, boys. Well, that's why he's gonna go off. That's why I hate. I, I ain't gonna say hate Josh Allen, but that's why he gets him on. Like, I, they have good players, and I felt like. They didn't have as good a back before James Cook, but they they had running backs that could have helped tote the rock. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Singletary was kind of uh, he wasn't even really a factor in Buffalo, and then he goes to Houston, and he gets Stud. lead lead yeah. back like carries, Stud. and you're like, holy shit, maybe Buffalo was the problem. But do you blame that more on Dorsey, or do you blame it on the fact that Josh Allen is your quarterback? Well, no longer plays. employed now. No. Right. Now, now right. it's Joe Brady, but you you don't, you get what I'm it's, saying? Like it's it's a I think it's a lot of Josh Allen. He's I mean, to his credit, the kid is amazing, and he's one of those he's one of those players that he wants the ball. He wants to be the one to like the ship is either going to float or it's going to sink on. So a lot of those RPO plays, he just runs. He's yeah. like I don't, I'm not even going to look at who I should read or not. So that's why he I feel like he he has a lot of turnover plays. Is because he's trying too hard to be Superman, and he should just chill out and utilize his talent around him a little bit more. I think he's going full send. He's going full send a lot, and you know I think that's why you know, and it's almost it could be the direction that McDermott wants them to go in. Like, no, give the fucking ball to Josh, because people were also worried about his usage, and then after they let go of Dorsey. Um, Joe Brady was like, no, let's run the ball a little bit. And then James Cook goes off for several weeks in a row. And then they kind of abandoned it again. So that's what I'm saying. Closer to the playoffs, it's, it's, they're going to, they're going to Josh Allen. And if, if they lose, which I hope they don't, but if they do lose, I do feel like they'll lose because Kansas city knows what they want to do. They're just going to take Josh Allen away and they do have the firepower to, even though they've struggled down the stretch this year too, I feel like Kansas City still has the firepower to just put up points. As long as as long as Pat doesn't come out and start throwing dots to the ops and shit, they'll be yeah. fine. Not 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 to mention, I mean, another sleeper I think on Kansas City's team, and that they're starting to hit their stride together and understand each other better. I would say is Rasheen Rice. I mean, yeah. past couple of weeks, he another good rookie. Yeah, they got a lot of their offense in the beginning, kind of got lost in the shuffle. You know, that he had like a decent route running receiver last year with Juju. Sorry, Marlon. But I think having a young guy like that, that that quarterback can kind of teach and mold around him and not getting one year rentals like they have been. Like Scott, we we all thought, I thought too, that Sky Moore with his talent was going to be on. Yeah, was going to be on. He's been hurt. He's going to play today. I thought he was going to be on the trajectory that we now see out of Rasheen Rice, but that I agree. Such a non-factor. Like they try to talk people into drafting him in fantasy this year too, which is crazy. That is insane. I fucking did draft him in fantasy and dropped Bruh, it I, after yeah. like two weeks. <laughs> I seen the I seen the the all the the headlines and stuff that were saying that he should he's going to be eating and shit. 
and he yeah he came out and him and Kadarius Tony boy <laughs> they was trying to give poor Pat a, a stroke or something. And I think a lot of the growing pains of that team as well to kind of give them some credit is losing Eric Bieniemy. You know, just trying to figure out certain things that will work or don't work in that offense all year, which that team alone, how it's built, even when they struggle, they're still putting in position to win games because even though he wasn't the best quarterback in the league this year, he's probably the best quarterback in the game, period. He had a down year, and here they are in the divisional round, you know, and they're they're built to make deep runs. And you got to think, an all – an all-time tight end had probably like the worst season his worst year his worst year six years you know so even with that being said just getting there alone and their defense improving the way they're improved this year like slept on extremely slept on good thing they uh they fired ron rivera in washington so now eric can come coaching steelers (laughs) (laughs) yeah not likely but I'm pretty sure that he's going to be the head coach in D.C. Well, speaking of which, fellas, there's a lot of open jobs. Who's getting these jobs? I feel like Bill Belichick is going to be in Atlanta because he just I, got a second interview. and mm-hmm. Even the, the divorce with him in New England, like how long do you think it's going to take him to impact that culture of that team yeah there's going to be a lot of hype for the fact that if he does end up in atlanta you got a lot of players that'll be like holy shit we got the greatest coach of all time coming to coming in our locker room like so so there's definitely going to be some system stuff that they're going to be like hell yeah like this is great but i swear to god if i see another pesky slot white receiver end up in atlanta you I'm will. Gonna I'm but gonna you, no, you also have to think their first plan of business is probably to go get Justin Fields, and then, yeah. uh, I mean, that's I, that. If, and they're gonna bring in uh, Josh. Um, jo- what the fuck is his name? Josh. Uh, oh my god, the old fucking oh, Broncos and yeah, McDaniel's. Yeah. Oh god. They're gonna bring him I in as the OC. Not. Bro, he's I... not a bad. Oh, he's not a bad OC. He's terrible, he's terrible as, a head, as a head coach. Terrible. Yeah, but, Offensive coordinator. Well, well, he did have Tom too, but yeah. his he can he can scheme a game is what I'll say. So if he can utilize Kyle Pitts and Drake London and Bijan, the things <laughs> that they need to utilize the most. There's so yeah. much talent in the skill positions. Like that's if that's if Kyle Pitts <sighs> gets the fucking ball, if he, he bro, just gets the ball, bro. That's why I I look at these coordinators and I'm like I'm not one to be like I can call I can call a game in an NFL game, but I know that there are better coaches than like, I, I watch these guys with so much talent struggle, yeah. but then like watch Kyle Shanahan struggle with, or not struggle with like a, eh, like good enough talent, but Shine. not like Sapar. Yeah. Shine. Fucking fucking B, You tell me you have Bijan, Kyle Pitts, who's always a mismatch, Drake London, a couple of other solid uh, receivers and a, a very good online, a very yeah. not talked about online. You got to think they had Cordero Patterson two years ago, Tyler Algier last year, Bijan this year, consecutive years, three different backs all running for a thousand. That's a good O line. That's a good O line that doesn't get talked about. And you mean to tell me that you guys are scratching and clawing to win five to six games a year? You need to find a quarterback, is what you need to do. And you need to build a good offensive scheme because that team alone and their defense. Yeah, they got some stuff to clean up, but they got talents on the defensive yeah, side too. They have Jesse Jesse Bates. But Jesse Bates, Jeff Okuda, AJ Terrell. Yeah. You know, in their secondary, their linebacking core is young. Bill Belichick is about to go out there and make them ever uh give up three points a game. Yo, you know <laughs> what I mean? And and sad that, you know, it, it has to do with the coach. And then you know, Arthur Smith just he was always like a weird head coach. And I know T can attest to this for having Bijan in his fantasy, but Give that man the fucking ball. You know, I mean, point blank, period. There should be no reason. I think uh, somebody else that Fam, could have you a, a... You take a running back that fucking high, dude. That dude should be getting 20 to 25 touches a game. No, And I don't know if it was protecting him because Algier was still there and Patterson was there. You know, maybe they didn't know the flow of getting those guys the ball in the right situations. You can... I mean, there's a lot of things that you can say about how their season went. 
but I think we knew that no matter what play was called, Desmond Ritter was not going to execute in that offense, and Desmond Ritter is not your long-term quarterback. They benched him two or three times for Taylor Heineke, and Taylor Heineke is a very as a back as a career backup. What is a career backup going to do if he comes to the game for the the franchise quarterback? Well, the the starting quarterback that they bet on. They're going to oh, throw no. the ball all over the fucking field. This the moment they get in the game, they're they're chuck it motherfucker. We're going to move this ball. And there were some games where he was able to do that and there were some games that it just didn't work because what is he? He's a career backup. Yeah. I I'll tell you this though. If they don't want to have to spend money and shit, they could go get Tyrod and they would be fine. Yeah. Tyrod's going to run the offense. Period. Tyrod's gonna make plays too, but I'm saying yeah. just with that much talent, he can't. But mm-hmm. besides, besides what Atlanta, obviously New England uh, hired theirs. Yeah. Dallas ain't firing. Uh, Mike T is safe still. What the Chargers need a coach, which I've said I feel like Jim Harbaugh is coming. They're about to give that full of blank check. Uh, yeah. But I've also heard other names, um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't go there. But who? What other jobs are available? Because I've seen the Raiders are working on getting uh, old boy Antonio uh, Pierce. Yeah, Antonio Pierce. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're gonna get. Yeah. So um, that one's I gonna think, be taken. Um, who? I mean, the commanders is, have they hired? Yeah. No, and I. No. You can say too in New York is Brian Dable still safe? Yeah, they had yeah. a bad year. Yeah, they're fine, or he's fine. Yeah. Um they I think they blame that more on health than they do on him being shit. And then Carolina. Carolina is the biggest whoa. Yeah. Like Y'all we knew and I take that job. I don't think anyone wants to go there. That's yeah. the yeah. I mean I don't blame them. They're rebuilding I, from the ground up. You know who I could see going there though? I could see Vrabel. Mike Vrabel yeah. getting that job. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think they need a culture change is what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And if he leaves Tennessee, who's going to Tennessee? Because right now they're talking about like I can see Derrick Henry might leave. Yeah, yeah, Raheem Morris. I can see them getting Raheem Morris. You know, Raheem Morris interviewed in L.A. too. I, all those coaches did, but I don't know if it's a fit. I like Harbaugh. I'm glad Antonio. Like, if they're working on getting Antonio Pierce a deal in Vegas, great. But I've always, I've always thought that Harbaugh is going to go coach the Raiders. Me well, in, Har- in Harbaugh too, he's like you said, Marlon. They're gonna they're gonna give him a blank ch- check and say name your price because that's what he's established in his coaching career. Wherever he goes, he has immense success. He knows how to get players in the locker room. He knows how to get players behind him. And in Michigan, his trial running—well, not trial run—he was in Michigan for you know several years, but he always got them close. There were some woes, and then the recruiting violations stuff were happening. But if he goes to the NFL, there is—I mean, you got to really be doing some sideways shit to fuck up in the NFL, as far as like trying to get players on your team. You know, it's not as big as it is in college, so you're paying people millions, so you can basically talk to whoever you want. But he's gonna go to that perfect situation. Like whenever he took over San Fran, I think it's about. I think it's a lot of it has to do with weather. A lot of it has to do with the industry that's around him. If he goes and coaches in the NFL again, so like, like you said, like San Diego, Vegas are probably the only two jobs that he's like a shoe in. I mean, not San Diego, but LA and Vegas are like those are his ideal spots because the culture around those teams and the talent that's already on those teams is what he likes to work with. Like in San Fran. You could say there wasn't a lot of talent around him, but defensively, which is his, that's his mantra. Like, I'll go and hire an OC, but I'm going to get this defense ready. That's exactly what he did in San Fran. That defense was a top five defense every year that he was there. And then the last year when they, you know, Patrick Willis retired, clearly Colin Kaepernick was struggling with everything that was surrounding him. And basically he was like, fuck y'all, I'm out. He just has to have, he just has to have a chance. That's like, Whatever organization he goes to, which I think would be is the biggest defining of why I think it would be the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He has to have time to get his system in. The yeah. Raiders are they get fire happy because they don't care yeah. about money, so they will they'll give you a year and a half if you don't turn it around. They fire the fuck out of you. Oh yeah, uh, and he, that's just the Davis. That's just the Davis family. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but there, there's also, I mean, it's due to like other organizations do it too because the fan base calls for people's head after a year or two because they're, oh, you didn't, t- we haven't been in the conference championship. And it's just like, you see him in Michigan, it took how long for him to get over the Ohio State hump? And they mm-hmm. were calling for his job when he was in Michigan. And yep. then the last couple of years, they're like, oh, shit. Oh, he's beating he was, Ohio he's been State. Building, yeah, he's been building and he's beating Ohio State. Oh, damn. Now we have a national championship. It's it's yeah. people just have to be patient. They don't understand. It's it's like going back to Detroit. Yeah. Uh, they it took them a while to build and yeah. they've done a good job of building through the draft. They got the player, the young players they need. They got a solid quarterback and then they started getting weapons and they still have more draft picks to, to fill holes that they don't even need to. Uh, that's how you win a Super Bowl. You just have to get the quarterback position right and have a bunch of young talent around him. And I think so too, with those two teams being ideal, is like his transition to establish his culture won't take long because these guys are pros and they know what he brings to the table as a head coach. It's it's not as it's not gonna be as tumultuous as going to like a Carolina or going to DC or going to, you know, some of these other teams like Chicago or teams like it's going to take some time. And Man. that's and that's what sucks about, you know, like a talent like Justin Fields has had a different OC or head coach every year that he's been in the league and they're like Justin Fields is ass like no. I don't think I don't think they think he's ass. I think they're getting rid of him now. Like people think that he wasn't that good until a little bit like a, this year but they're getting rid of him because they have a chance at Caleb, but uh, yep. that I mean that's that I I think that's all it is. If not, they would keep him. I the re- the the reason for the Chargers too is because they have a good roster. The talent yes. there, yeah, it's like, extremely you there. You don't have to do much. Yeah. It's there. It's just an easy go, transition for him. Yeah, just don't be fucking <laughs> Staley, and you're fine. Yeah. How you a defensive-minded coach and you have the worst defense in football? The three exactly. years you're there, exactly. Yeah, like just, just, just be okay, and you'll be fine. Like you'll. It still takes me back though, too. To like, they fired Anthony Lynn way too soon. Like, yep. I think that was a mistake. They shouldn't have done that. But hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Like, I think, <clears throat> I think getting getting a guy like Harbaugh, uh, a known winner. The dude knows how to build teams. He knows how to put them together. I think to get him there and figure out what roster moves to make, because the reality is, is, dude, we're going to lose some talent, and it's going to be good players too. We just got to figure out when it's going to happen so that we can start you know, getting the wheels in motion for the draft I, dude, I'm I'm fucking terrified that we're gonna take a fucking tight end with the fifth overall pick. I think that's Brett so Maris. stupid. Yeah. I don't care how good that kid is. No, <laughs> not at five. There's no tight end that should ever be taken that fucking high in the draft. That's insane. I mean, who is the? I mean, they also said this? Dalton Kincaid was supposed to be a first round pick. I don't agree with that. Like. I mean, the tight ends that came out in the first round last year were who Laporta or what? No, he was second. The uh-huh. only one I think that came in the first was no, no. I, it was it was. I think it was King Cade. Oh yeah, I think King Cade. The King Cade was the only guy taken in the first round, and, he and was I think taken that, with like pick thirty-one. And I think they like took that. him in the first round because they looked at their team as a whole and they were like, "Our defense is fucking great. Dawson Knox is you know a good tight end. Let's get him a solid backup." You know, our running back situation's good. Our O-line's good. D-line's good. What do we need? So they basically threw caution to the wind and were like, fuck it, let's just go get it. They took, they took Kincaid because he was the best player available. It's, just, yeah. it's the same thing that the Raiders did when they took Michael Mayer. He was the best available player yeah. at that spot. So you take him. You know, <coughs> you know I, think, I, think, I think Harbaugh would be a guy that I would like. Honestly, him or Belichick. Because if you get yeah. Belichick too, Belichick could go in and get rid of some motherfuckers that need to go. Yeah. I hate Quick. to say it, Joey Bosa's my guy. He needs to go. You can't pay a guy all these fucking millions of dollars and they're not available. And like, you got an aging Khalil Mack that was top ten in the league in sacks no, this year. No, fu- no fucking five, slander, guy. homeboy. Khalil no. Mack. They will re-sign Khalil Mack. No, that's that what is- I'm saying. I'm saying as far as his career, he's 
he's established himself in the league. They thought that whenever he left Chicago, they were like, I don't know. He's probably, I don't think he's as good as he once was. But yet, yeah. was top 10 in the league in sacks this year. Top five, my guy. We we drafted, you know, we drafted Tuli Tui Pelotu to replace Joey Bosa. That wasn't that wasn't uh oh he's the best player available. No. That, Go ahead take, and send him to San Fran. I, I think I honestly think that's what's gonna happen, even though they still have Chase Young. I think I think that's been a part of the plan from the beginning is he wanted to play with his brother, and that's fine. They you got play with your brother three they games a year if you're not healthy. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, got to make a decision on Derwin James because the, the, we got to make a decision on Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. The reality is, is between our edge rushers and our two highest paid receivers, we have over $150 million tied up in those players this year alone, this upcoming year. Someone's got to go. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I I think they will they will keep Keenan Allen. I think they will keep Khalil Mack. I hope they can keep Derwin James. Um, but you never. I know. think y'all so, keep Derwin James. I think y'all. He's he's one of those kids that you can't. He like Eckler's gone. Can't. No one yeah. cares. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Go so yeah. in the draft. You go and draft a running back. Not high. Yeah, I was gonna say you can get a, a serviceable back in th- to fit the needs of y'all. You can Man. find one of those in free agency let or us, in the fucking us, third and fourth round. Let us get Blake Corum. I'll, t- I'll take Blake Corum in the second round. Like, yeah. I can live with that. Well, um, and I think Austin Eckler's mind. Yeah, he's still a football player, but he's also trying to generate money because he's not getting paid. So I don't think it'll necessarily matter to him where he goes. He made good so to money. Speak. Yeah, yeah, he, he made did. good money. He just when you're five foot eight inches tall and 190 pounds, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna run the ball 250 times a season. I think the I think the wear that has been put on him over the last four seasons, I I effective he's still a good player. I won't take that away from him, but you know, Buddy is not scoring 20 touchdowns ever again in a season. Like that's Running for nine hundred yards, catching for you know another eight nine hundred. That's over with. I think yeah. his. I think his best role now is to third down back. Go be a third down back, which is what he was drafted or not drafted, but that's what he was signed to be for Melvin Gordon. You know, yeah. five years ago, six years ago. So, you know, that's that's the position he's going to play. I think he'll go to a team that's good, and I want that for him. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he went and signed with the Chiefs in the offseason. And that'll be great for them. Because, because they're going to lose Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They're going to lose Jarek McKinnon. Yep. Go get Austin Eckler. Because right mean? now they love what Pacheco is doing. So yeah, that's all they need. Successful teams in the NFL now have two running backs that they can plug and play. Yep. Yep. It, it's just... You know, uh, I mean, you, you see it with um, you see it with the Bills. You know, you they see have... in Miami. You see it in you know Kansas City. To you a see degree. it in San Francisco. Yes, you see it ever. with Philly. Like you can those not... teams that can run the ball well are the ones that typically do the best. Now, some of them fall apart, but that's football, man. But you know. <laughs> You need two. You need two serviceable running backs. You need it. You need an all-purpose, or you need a three down, and then you need your third down back. Yeah. In order to move the ball effectively, I ultimately feel like that's where the Chiefs are going to fall apart. Is they have they have one very dependable running back, at Pacheco. Yep. And they have a lack of receivers. I think that'll ultimately yeah. lead to their undoing. Because who they they play the Bills? Yeah. Yep. They play God. That I mean, Patrick Mahomes historically has done well against Buffalo. In the playoffs but, uh, in Kansas City and Arrowhead. Yeah. This game's in Buffalo. Yeah, it's in yeah. Buffalo, man. Bill's Mafia. I, I think this is the first time he's been in Buffalo, correct? In, in the playoffs, playoffs in the playoffs, this is his first road game. True road game. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that's so. like to me, I feel like that's one of the worst places to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bill's Mafia being full effect. Full. They're about to be going crazy. Well, fellas, uh, last last topic, obviously. 
UFC events. Have y'all seen uh, any of the fights that have that have been announced? Like I know for UFC 300 right now, the main event is Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje. Uh, I've seen that they announced. Shit, I don't even remember. I know there's supposed it's to be some bangers coming they up got so far. Yeah, yeah, I know because tonight they have Sean Strickland versus uh, Drakus Duplessis. He's gonna but give that's... that dude the fucking beats, and I'm excited for it. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, that's the only really hella uh, worthy fight on that card. But then 298, the main event is Alexander Volt. So Volt versus Ilya Tapuria, which would be interesting. You got Paula Costa versus Robert Whitaker. And Gary and Jeff Neal, Henry Cejudo versus Marab. Uh, I'm not going to even try to talk about it. Al Jones, boy, and then like a lower tier fight after that, which opens it. And then you got 299, Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera. Dustin Poirier is fighting uh, Benoit St. Denis. And then Curtis Blades is on that card, blah, blah. And then 300, that's been announced so far is fucking oh so that's not even the main event the bmf title yeah. so zhang wei lee fights for the yeah, women's straw way then yeah. you have justin gaethje and max holloway charles Oliveira fights armin Seryukian, and then Too yuri much. uh fights aljo is moving up the featherweight to fight calvin cater bo nickel fights davison figueredo versus cody garbrandt Ooh. and bobby green versus jim miller and i guess Ooh. The way that it looks uh, so far, they haven't even announced the main event. So you could see, I, fuck, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think uh, of somebody John who hasn't Jones? fought that's available. Is he? I mean, shit, really, Connor? Yeah, Connor versus Connor, Michael Chandler? That shit would sell. Not only that, but so being 300 there's about to alone, be some crazy shit happen. That's a that's a big event. Just make it a 300. I think Connor okay. should fight because didn't he? Who y'all got tonight? Uh, Obviously, T. Oh. You said uh, he's Sean Strickland's about to beat the shit out of Drakus. Yup. Uh, Isaiah, I mean, he's, he's gonna stay on his feet and give that dude the beats. I think Drakus will try to wrestle I think him cardio. a little bit. Well, well, yeah, because yeah. he's gonna get fucking. He's gonna get popped, dude, if he tries to stay yeah. on his feet with him. <laughs> well, no, and Sean yeah, Sean Strickland is, is a Isaiah? is he's a proven crazy man. Um, I think I don't think he'll knock great, out Drakus. Great answer, Isaiah. <laughs> well. We've been going for almost an hour and a half. Uh, T, Isaiah, if you can hear me, what do y'all want to live leave the people with? Uh, well, I, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, I don't know if Marlon can hear me. Um, no, I can't hear him. Oh, I don't know what happened. But I don't I, know if I can leave anybody with any, uh, anything. You know, have fun, stay safe. Enjoy you staying with us. I'll see you down the road. Is that a that's if a I had to say something? Seat. I would say, Cowboys, fuck y'all. <laughs> we'll be back. Mark... Yeah. Peace. We out.